Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Hello, magical friends and magical family. Welcome to episode 32 and happy fall equinox, which is coming up here the day after I publish this, or actually probably could consider it the very wee hours of the morning of the fall equinox when this will be published. Yeah, so we're falling into fall already, and where I'm at, it was, you know, hot temperatures, hot temperatures, and then all of a sudden the nighttime temperatures are dropping at night. It's not cold yet, but it's it's cool. You need a, a little light jacket, usually. And uh, I'm sitting here with my cup of coffee in a very special mug that I got off of the occult merch shop, actually. I'll touch on that in just a little bit. So what do, what do I want to talk about tonight? This is going to be a, just a sit and chill and spend a little bit of time with my favorite people, my listeners, okay, you guys. Those of you who are listening to my voice right now, yes, each and every one of you is my favorite listener. I want to just kind of chat it up, talk about the podcast, talk about a couple magical concepts, and um, we're going to be moving forward with some amazing amounts of fun coming up really, really soon. That's all I'm going to say. So what what's what am I alluding to tonight? Um, I've been thinking about this podcast a lot as it's been developing, okay? And really what I want this podcast to be, and the way it seems to be going naturally anyway, is that I want this podcast to really be kind of like the voice of the occult community, where people can be on here as a guest spot, hang out, bounce some ideas around, have some magic chat, educate others, present ideas, present helpful magic tips, techniques, whatever. Okay, let's learn from each other. And then... As I've mentioned, in recent months, I have upgraded my website for the podcast, so I'm putting new links on there. There's some affiliate marketing links to help maybe offset some of the costs of this podcast, as well as the friends and guests link. And that's where anyone that I have on as a guest is going to have their contact information, website, social media, whatever they feel like giving me to present to you guys. So if you want to check out what they're about, and uh, some of them have Patreon, some of them just have really great websites, whatever, you can go check that out. So I really want to network people together. And I've been talking to somebody else in the occult community that I'm going to be putting a link up for him in the upcoming weeks, I think. 
very talented individual. And he and I have bounced a couple ideas off of each other. And he, he has the idea of getting this, you know, just networking everyone, pulling people together as a community, really bringing people together with our favorite topic, which is magic, right? And I think this is doable. It's it's the best way to learn. It is talking to others, finding out what works, ideas, that sort of thing. So we're going to keep doing that with this website. But for today, I just want to hang out with you guys. So here we go. One goal I have that I have not engaged in and I do owe everybody a big apology for, but sometimes time just gets away from you. You have good intentions. It's still on the to-do list. You just haven't got to it. When I started getting into this podcast a little bit more, I realized when I was putting the show notes together, I didn't structure it as actual links when I would have books that I was referring to, whatever, and I still have not gotten around to updating those show notes. So one of my big goals is to get all of the show notes condensed with clickable links, both if you're going directly to the host site, which is Buzzsprout, or if you're going through a podcast app links directly to that. So it should automatically update any show notes that you may refer to through any apps you may be using. Okay. And as well as the website directly, anytime you listen directly off the website or refer to episodes on the website, all of the show notes display very prominently. So it's very easy to access all of those show notes. I'm also going to try to start utilizing the blog a little bit more. I haven't been using that very much, but anytime Auntie Eden has uh, one of her channeled messages, I'm going to be printing it up on the blog for everybody, so you can always refer to those channeled messages whenever you want to. Just hit the website, go to blog, there they are, you have to find the date they aired. Last but not least, when I upgraded from the basic website package to the deluxe package, I use a company called PodPage, by the way. If any of you out there have your own podcast or you're interested in starting your own podcast, hit me up. If I refer you, I think it helps me out. I may get a free month or something on my account for both the podcast hosting as well as the website hosting. So PodPage has been really awesome. It's kind of an instant drag and drop, put it together I would call it kind of a Wix-style website, but it's specifically for podcasts, and it links up to your host site, and it updates automatically with all of your new episodes, whatever. And then that's what's enabled me to add, like, the Friends and Guests link or the Occult Merch Shop, the Essential Oils links, all that. It, it enables you to make your website bigger, add more stuff, more features to it, whatever. I was able to start the blog that way, whatnot. So with that said, when I upgraded, I thought this did this automatically and it was kind of hard to find because I just wasn't looking in the right place. But everything on the website is searchable by Google. So another thing that I have on my to-do list for this podcast, and it'll help us get more listeners and more people learning about magic and drawing more people in that want to learn this kind of magic and utilize this material that I'm presenting, is if I can get all of the episodes updated with searchable content. So hopefully by the end of the year is my goal is to get all of my show notes updated 
and get all of the episodes up to date with searchable content on Google so more people can find us and we can just be a bigger community and all learn from each other. And in doing that, we may find other people out there that have talents that want to be on as a guest, right? So I'm always up for suggestions for guests. If you think there's somebody out there or if you are somebody out there that you've got something to share. So hit me up. You can always hit me up on the website. There's contact information available. Now, another thing with this podcast that I want to just, you know, repeat and remind everyone, I absolutely do not consider myself any kind of authority on occult magic. I still consider myself to be a fledgling, a beginner, still in the earlier stages of learning Yeah, I've been kind of approaching my five-year mark of finding this particular kind of magic, and I did have different kinds of, you know, the more pagan and Wicca that I dabbled in previously, but I still feel like I have so much to learn, even on the basics. So I'm learning along with you guys, and one of the things that was one of my goals when I put together this podcast is that it's very, very easy to get overwhelmed out there, especially when you still are new and there's all these books and more coming out all the time. I have tons and tons and tons, and I tend to be just like a lot of other people. It's like a kid in the candy shop buying up books before you even have time to get them all read, right? So as I go through this podcast, I'm reading books more. I'm getting a better idea of what they are. Do I like them? yeah, no, hey, this is interesting. I can present this to people. It'll give you an idea of, yeah, that sounds like something I want to just check out. No, that doesn't resonate with me. I'm just trying to, you know, give everyone possibilities for everything. And we've barely touched the tip of the iceberg. We're just going to keep expanding our knowledge and exploring different concepts, things to enrich your life and make things flow for you better, make life easier, make you happier, more content, whatever that means to you as an individual. That's what I want to do is teach, bring in possibilities and ideas. So that's another goal with the podcast is just self-betterment, self-learning, and bring you along with me so that you can make informed decisions when you're buying books or trying to learn, or maybe there's concepts that you didn't understand before that was real fuzzy and you had a uh, the wrong ideas going on. You never know. Sometimes it helps get a more clear, honest picture of what maybe you're missing otherwise, right? Oh, shout outs. I guess we're going to do shout outs. I, yeah, I guess. Okay. I guess it was on the list. Oh, good call. Okay. So first shout out, All of the newbies out there, I want to give a shout out to everyone that's been finding this podcast recently. Our numbers are going up. We've had over 4,000 downloads at this point, which is amazing, especially with as uh, tiny of a niche as this is and as new as this actually is. We are moving up on the podcast ranking charts. We've been in and out of a ton of different countries on the charts, which is really kind of cool to watch. We've actually been listened to in 73 countries now, and that's rapidly approaching about 750 cities around the globe. That is amazing. That is amazing. Welcome everyone that's just now discovering this podcast. Glad to have you here. And then big shout outs to in those rankings and 
the rankings are really weird. You go in and out almost on a daily basis, and it just depends on who's trending and what other podcasts out there are trending in what categories, and it's always changing. There's really not a ton of meaning on this because it does change so rapidly, but it's really cool when you start coming up in different countries over and over again. It's cool to see where all of you are listening and how that's trending. It's just really cool to watch. So big shout out to Brazil, the Netherlands, the UK, Nigeria, Philippines, I hope I say this right, Antigua and Barbuda in the Caribbean. I've seen pictures. I would love to go there sometime. India, Sweden, Jamaica, of course, the USA, France, Canada, and Australia. We've also been climbing the ranks slowly in global rankings for not only all podcasts, but also the category of spirituality. So yay to all of you. This would not be cool if you were not out there tuning in every week. So big shout out to all of you out there who have been listening in and making it so much fun for me to come in here and talk to a microphone every week. Wee! Okay. Big shout out to Teddy B. Teddy B got on the buy me a coffee link and he pledged a monthly contribution to help offset the cost of this podcast. Way to go, Teddy B. Thank you so much. It's very much appreciated. I hope you continue to join the fun every week. And who else do I have on here? Evelyn, my friend Evelyn. Big shout out to Evelyn. She keeps me on my toes and we had some fun recently. Couple different issues. I won't get into the why, but she sends me a text and oh my gosh, I have this problem upon me. And I grabbed my handy dandy list and I was like, read this psalm. And so she would do a psalm reading in the moment and it helped her problem. And uh, she would text me the next day, oh my gosh, it worked. So way to go, Evelyn. Also to Evelyn, we tried a Tristan Whitespire technique called the quantum jumping technique, and she tried it in the moment and uh, made something happen for herself regarding standing in long lines and suddenly was able to get customer service in the moment in a seemingly impossible situation. And that was a technique I learned from Tristan Whitespire. So big shout out to Tristan Whitespire. And yeah, there's all kinds of magic out there that you can do in the moment that's really fun and self-empowering. So way to go, Evelyn. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, this has never happened before. Shout out within the shout out. Oh, what do I mean by this? (laughs) Oh, people. Okay. Shout out to my friend Anne who texted me the other day. Why is that a big deal? Because... How many of you have listened to the meet and greet episode when I first started up this podcast? Go back to that early episode called the meet and greet. And I talked about a friend who inspired me named Ellen. And I put the magical challenge experiment, I should say, out there to try to find Ellen after, I don't know, 20-ish years of being out of touch with her. And she was a very early influence on my magical and spiritual path. So, and she is also the reason why Random Illusions has the name Random Illusions. So go back and listen to it. I won't repeat the whole story. However, my theory was the seven degrees of separation. 
I know this person, this person listens to the podcast, that person met her once, somehow they know each other and they put her in touch. You know, I know you, you know me, that person knows that person. Somehow it gets back around and the end result is somebody out there will know Ellen and put her in touch so we can have her on the podcast and I can have my friend back in my life. I think she's in the Wisconsin area, not sure. I am going to drop a couple more hints as to who she is, but back to my friend Anne and the shout out and the text. She was going through some old pictures and Anne would come to my town. Her sister lived not too far from me. Her mother lived not too far from me and she'd come visit her family and we'd go hang out and do stuff. We would go visit Ellen and Ellen would do tarot card readings for us and we'd go hang out with her. She took some pictures once and she sent me pictures of Ellen. So they are going on the blog. How about that? Isn't that cool? We haven't found Ellen directly, but we got a picture of her. So without saying her last name, because I think that's kind of a weird privacy thing. I don't know. Um, I'm going to give you a couple more hints. So she and I had lived in Denver together. So there's one idea as to maybe anyone who has known her in the past. And I had mentioned back in that meet and greet episode that we used to hang out at a very specific little bar early, early on. And the name of the bar was called Cricket on the Hill. It no longer exists. It's not there anymore. But maybe that'll spark something for somebody and knows how to get in touch with her from that information. So I'm going to put that out there. I'll put it in the blog with her pictures and we'll see if anyone can help round her up or help find her in some way. I would love to see her again. So we haven't really found her yet, but it was one step closer. And there is a very interesting story that leads up to this as well that I'm going to get to in just a moment. Okay, money magic. For all of those brand new listeners that have found the podcast, I do money magic every week for all the regular listeners of the podcast to bring in those really fun, put a bounce in your step, unexpected sources of money from scratch tickets, lottery tickets, people pay back a debt you totally forgot about, gifts, discounts, whatnot, right? So my business partner, Kelly, let me know that she won a small amount of money, eight bucks on a lottery ticket. Yay for Kelly. Congratulations. And then I've had some very interesting, I've I've found a lot of money on the dog walks, including quarters, dimes, some of the bigger coins. And I don't know why, but in recent weeks, I just pick it up and I haven't been counting it. It just goes in into Rex's college fund, his piggy bank. So the coins go in there. But I want to say like this past week alone, I picked up 35 or 40 cents just in pennies and quarters and dimes and stuff. So yay for the money magic working. Also, I had some incredible timing. Okay. I had had a deposit I put on a fence. I needed the, my back fence on my property rebuilt. They took down a whole bunch of old fencing and stumps and all sorts of stuff. They went above and beyond with the work and the price didn't change. So that was one thing. I also needed a lot of work done on my property that I've been too tired and too spread thin to get to yard cleanup and area where the fence went in. And a yard guy that I've used in the past that was too busy to get to me earlier this year 
called me, got all the work done the day before the fence went in, and it was really, really strange the way everything timed out oh, absolutely wow. perfect. Yeah. So to me, that's almost like a a money magic win because it ended up saving me money in the long run. They could have charged me a lot more for that fence going in just because of brush overgrowth and all sorts of stuff. So it was awesome. Last and weirdest shout out of them all. Be prepared for some off-color language, folks, because this final shout out is to none other than someone I affectionately refer to as Shitty Kitty. Big shout out to Shitty Kitty. Here's the story. Told you I was going to hang out with you. So I feel this is worthy of mention. So there was a an older woman that lived in the house next to me, and she was always feeding the cats in the neighborhood. The town where I live has a big problem with feral cats and stray cats. People let them outside. They wander off. They reproduce. It's a big, big, big problem. There's a lot of stray cats right in my immediate area. So anyway, the lady next door was always feeding them. And you could tell it made her happy. She was up there in her years. Well, I don't know really what happened to her. I know she's okay. I think she got moved to a home. I think she had some health issues. And I've never really met her family or talked to her that much. At any rate, this last winter, I felt really bad for the cats because they weren't getting any food. So I started feeding them over the cold months. And I did not know it, but in my town, it's illegal to feed the strays because it contributes to the cat overpopulous problem that we have here. So the animal control department in my city or my town has a really neat program that's not publicized enough. And I'll tell you about it in just a second. But at any rate, one of these cats that I have been feeding is just a orange tabby. Turns out it's a female, which is kind of unusual. Most of the time, orange tabby cats are almost always male, but not as a hard rule. You just don't see many females. Anyway, she's a she's feral. She would come up to me when I'd feed, but she's always hissing at me. And I call her shitty kitty because she just, she'll come right up to you. But even when you go to put food in the dish, she's just hissing at you and popping and growling and stuff. And it's just almost comical to me because she will get really close to me and I probably am a human being she trusts more than anyone, but then she's still, you know, she's hissing and it's funny. Well, she was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and was all of a sudden skinny one day, so I knew she'd had kittens. Well, one day the kittens appeared about three weeks ago. Long story short, little kittens, once they're able to get mobile and move around, they have a, a stage right when they open their eyes and they're starting to wander a little bit where they they kind of waddle and they walk. They can't really run. And I really wish I would have picked them up that day, but I didn't know how many kittens there were and I didn't have a place to put them. It was a weekend and animal control is closed on the weekends, so it would have been a problem. So I didn't do anything. Within a day, they were able to scoot. Man, you couldn't catch up to them. They were feral kittens. And I'm telling you, they were probably three and a half weeks old, four weeks old, maybe. So they still need mommy. And mommy showed them how to get up in the engine compartment of my car. So I couldn't go anywhere for a week because those kittens were up in my engine compartment. And I knew I didn't know if they were getting up in the mechanics or if there was a area where they were getting up into. I didn't know. But, you know, you couldn't get close to them. And then all they would do is just right up into the car again. So animal control came out, trapped mama kitty, shitty kitty, one of the babies. And then there was two others left. There was only three kittens in the litter. 
and those two are up in my engine compartment for three more days. Finally, animal control came out with two officers. There was a panel they were able to bend back. It was kind of a plasticky, rubbery panel, and they were behind that. So they were safe, but they still could have run out in fear if I drove my car, gotten in traffic, whatever. Amen. Use your imagination. It's not pretty. So long story short, I'm getting approved to be what's called a colony manager in my town so I can legally feed the kitties and I'll help keep track of populations of the wild kitties in my area. They will let me borrow traps, humanely trap cats. You take them in. They have a program where it doesn't cost anything. They spay or neuter the cat. They check its health. They give it a vaccination to keep it healthy. And they trim its ear so you can tell that it's been fixed. They return it to the same area. You can keep caring for it. But that cat is no longer going to contribute to the overpopulation of cats in this town. Sometimes if people don't want the cats back to their area, they have farms they've worked with and they will release those cats on the farms which helps keep uh, the mouse and, you know, rat populations in check and they become working cats. So they get to live their lives and they're not going to be a problem. Animal control did tell me, so I'm going to pass this along. A lot of people don't realize this. Cats can grow up so quickly and mature so quickly from kittens to the point they can reproduce that you can have one pregnant female and within one year, that pregnant female can generate a hundred kittens because the first litter grows up, they can reproduce, those grow up, reproduce, the mom can keep having litters, that those reproduce, and in one year, one cat can lead to a hundred unwanted kittens out there trying to fend for themselves, right? So I am taking an active part in the population of the cats in my area. And we're going to get a couple of them fixed and returned, and they will be an active part of the community. I've noticed there's no mice in my area, and I live in a historic area. The longer people have been established, the more pests you have. I don't have any pests. They do their job around here. So I get to take care of kitties. They get to lead out their lives. They don't get put down. Now, Shitty Kitty was returned to my home a few days ago. Her ear was trimmed. She's fixed. She's healthy. No problems there. She's been hanging around. She's the first in line to get food. I have been given the verbal go-ahead to be a colony manager, even though I don't have my actual license yet. They're backed up on approving people. And good news for the three little kittens. They were put in foster care, and they were young enough that they are being socialized so that they can be adopted out as pets. So yay for shitty kitty. Yay for her babies. Win-win. And if you live in an area where there's a lot of stray cats, or maybe you want to teach your kids about responsibility, but you don't want to have a pet, okay, this is a good solution. You're helping animals, you're helping your community, and you're teaching your kids responsibility. And it's something you can do as a family. There's different requirements, I'm sure, in different programs. But basically, you get to feed them and you get to see that they're happy when they come and greet you. They may not let you get close to them, but they're going to start coming around. You'll recognize them and get to know them a little bit. It's a fun thing. So I feel pretty happy about it. And it's cool to have that cat back. She's back to hissing at me and she's got the crappiest attitude you can imagine. But I tell you what, I laugh every time I see that cat. It is hilarious. So yay for the kitty and the great outcome of that story. 
goes in. Oh, yay. All right, we saved the best for last. We have a letter from Auntie Eden. Yes, we do. She is actually... She's been really doing some amazing channels. Now, before I get into this, I did take a peek at it and I did open it up. In the past couple of episodes, I'm going to get off track here just a little bit. The big D word has come up. Demon. Oh my gosh, Shasta, I'm not ready for this. I thought this was a real easy introduction about how to do stuff with angels and nice stuff and from your own psyche. I didn't know you were going to talk about evil stuff. Okay, so... Let's try to give everybody a chance to not be fearful of this word for just a second. I'm going to try, and here again, I'm not an expert, but I want to put people's mind at ease because we're going to start ending up hearing about this more and more. I don't want people to freak out. I don't want anyone to think this is some evil thing I'm getting you involved in, or it's a word that puts fear in your heart because you've always heard it associated with really negative definitions, right? So. The most popular are known as the demons of the Goetia. And these spirits, there's 72 of them. I consider them, I like to refer to them as spirits of the Goetia. Now, the original definition of the word demon just meant spirit. That's it. Hundreds of years ago, the word demon was used as spirit. It didn't mean anything necessarily good, necessarily evil, just a word meaning spirit. Over the years, over the centuries, opinions, church, translations, yada, yada, yada. Now we have a word that means highly evil spirit that's going to eat your soul, right? And everyone's fearful of it. Oh my gosh, demons, you're going to go to hell. You're going to burn in hell. They're evil. They're going to take you and eat you and you're going to be haunted and whatever, whatever. No. First and foremost, first and foremost, divine beings help humans. Divine beings help humans grow. Divine beings help humans be their best selves. These spirits of the Goetia do exactly that. And a lot of people have different opinions of what they are, but they're anything but evil. They help us. They help us grow. They're very easy to get in touch with. And hundreds and hundreds of years of going to these spirits for help, as Jareth Tempest mentioned in the last time he was on, if if they were evil and they were wrecking havoc in our lives, we wouldn't keep going to them traditionally, right? So you're going to have to disconnect from all the evil terminology when you hear the word demon or demon magic. Nobody would be going to these spirits if they were creating a negative impact on our lives. So actually, I think it goes back to the definition meaning spirit. I prefer to just call them spirits of the Goetia. And I don't know if we actually understand exactly what they are. Some people say they're fallen angels. Well, what's that mean? In the most simplistic terms, and I, I mean, this is a real oversimplification, but it's a very easy way to think about it. I believe there was the creation of angels, and at some point in time, some of those angels developed ego. That puts them on a different vibrational state, and they probably moved into their own dimensional realm. That's what I think happened with these, and you can look at it as that vibrational state is going to be a lower vibrational state because it has ego attached to it. It's not going to be the total high, highest realm of the divine anymore. It's going to be lower. So falling, 
Does that mean they're evil? No. I just think we don't really understand what they are exactly. Some people speculate they think they know, but really until we cross over, we're not going to know. That's just, that's part of the fascination of the divine is maybe that element of not exactly knowing. But I tell you what, they will help you. They will enrich your lives. There's a lot of books and traditionally speaking, these spirits of the Goetia, a lot of them have been used in retaliation, in protection, in attack, that sort of thing. Does that mean they're evil? It means that's what people used them for. It means that that's what they happen to have as one of their talents. One thing a lot of people don't realize about these spirits is you may have a widely understood power that the spirit has. So like uh, they're an attack demon, so to speak, an attack spirit. You use them for battle, um, attacking your enemies or protecting yourself or whatever. Okay, whatever. Insert reason here. If they're good at that, they're going to be good at the opposite too. So if you start thinking about some of the books that you're going to read and the definitions and the uses you can go to these spirits for, and it's a negative use, meaning an attack type use, think of the opposite. What, what would the opposite mean? They can do that too. And there's some really good books out there, but I'll tell you what, one of the best books, if you want to see the positive side of these spirits, is a book called Goetic Words of Power, and it's by Tristan Whitespire. And you'll have to really read it. Read the, the beginning and how the magic works and how he structured it. It's very unique. And it showcases all of the really positive ways you can go to these particular spirits of the Goetia and ask them to improve your life and enhance your life and all sorts of things. You don't have to use these for negative reasons. And in fact, it's very overlooked. Now, oddly enough, I'm going to go back to my shout out to my friend Anne with Ellen and the pictures of Ellen. Jumping ahead here, there's a book called Magical Cash Book. It utilizes what's called a genius spirit. And when you write in this book, you construct it, you write in it how much money you want, and this spirit will give you that much money. And there's another book, and I started to construct it, and it's called The Book of Agaris. Agaris is one of the spirits of the Goetia. I have not yet consecrated the book. I've constructed it, and I just haven't taken the time to really sit and focus properly to do the consecration. I want to do it when I can just push everything out of my life for a little bit and focus just on that for a short bit of time. It's a little involved on the consecration part, which is okay. But my point is it's been sitting there, kind of the project's been sitting off to the side and I picked it up about a week ago and I looked at it and I was like, I really need to make time for you. And I'd gone to a garage sale and bought a little hand chalkboard that you could hang on a wall or something. It's about, oh, 10 inches by 10 inches. Not very big. It's like the size of a picture, eight by 10 ish, 10 by 10 ish. And for fun, I don't know what prompted me. I hand drew the sigil of the spirit Agaris and I put it where I do my candle magic as kind of a reminder to myself to work on that project. You know, hey, get in gear, get that finished and start using it. Agaris is very well known. One of Agaris's powers is 
to help bring someone back into your life that has left your life. It was just a few days after that that I put really hard focus on that particular spirit, not only to finish a book so that I can utilize that to use it magically, but also I drew the um, sigil out and put it where I normally do my magic, knowing that that spirit and thinking about that power to bring people back into your life. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I should use this to help find Ellen. And the thought crossed my mind, but I didn't do any formal magic. And it wasn't but two or three days later that Anne texted me those pictures. And I just took it as a sign like, yes, this is possible. This is really possible. I need to present some of these really positive aspects of some of these spirits that we work with that really put the fear in people's hearts because they hear that word demon and it takes them to a place where, you know, the church has told you demons are evil. Hollywood has said this. Friends, family, traditions, we use the word demon and it's this very negative, low definition and thing that scares us, right? So I'm going to refer to these spirits as spirits because I don't view them as the common modern day definition of the word demon. I believe that they are a higher spirit of the divine. There may be a different vibrational state involved, ego involved. They're a different type of divine being, but they're still a divine being because they help us and they provide wisdom to us. With that said, I asked Auntie Eden for this. This particular spirit in this particular love letter tonight is pretty amazing. This is the first quote unquote, demon I ever worked with from the Goetia. The long story behind it, I'm not going to bore you with. It's kind of personal. But first exposure to the spirits of the Goetia. And I've always felt like I had a good relationship with this particular spirit. I haven't gone to it that much. One thing is that he is very well known as an attack demon or an attack spirit or a battle type. You would use him to attack your enemies. Traditionally, one of his main powers is to kind of blind someone, distract them so they don't know that you're going to attack them in the first place. He distracts. He covers their eyes and ears so they don't know anything's coming. Very well known for this. You don't hear about the good side of him. And I, I went through all of the books that I have where he's mentioned and that's all that's mentioned is kind of the attack aspects of this spirit, except for Tristan Whitespire's book. So yay again, another shout out, of course, to Tristan for such an excellent book, presenting these spirits in such an excellent light. So with that said, I had asked Auntie Eden, see if Shaz is up for addressing the world on the podcast. And I was very curious what this demon so to speak, what this spirit would have to say, because he is so well known for battle and for attack methods. So without further ado, Auntie Eden writes, Dear Shasta, how are you? I am fine. As you requested, here is the Shah's channeling. Just a note as to his comments in the beginning. I used Jareth Tempest's path working to reach him. So when I got to the part, and I'll get into Side note here, I'll get into path workings and what those are as we progress through this podcast. Um, it's a way of contacting a spirit through visualization and certain words that have been put together, sentences that have put, been put together. So 
Auntie Eden says, when I got to the part of the path working of seeing the white crane in the swamp, Shaz turned his head and looked at me. And this is where the message starts. I have noticed you. I see you looking. Odd, you looking at me instead of the other way around. You have come seeking the wisdom of Shaz. Then wisdom you shall receive. Look upon the windswept plain. See those who have gone before you, wandering blindly in the distance, starting from nowhere, ending up nowhere, fighting with each other about the journey the whole way, occasionally bringing me into the fight, as if I care who wins. But the moment was interesting. You humans fight over nothing, literally. What is a person's life but the briefest spark in eternity? He chuckles. Each one a momentary dictator. Death takes each one by surprise. If you seek wisdom from me, then take this. Look upon the preciousness of the golden wheat upon which you tread, the sky above you, the fly buzzing in your face. Do not try to control the wheat field, and remember, the journey leads nowhere. There is no golden idol waiting for you. This will give you gain over the fools that will call me to gain something that was never theirs. Now there's a channeler's note from Auntie Eden, and she says, Because there are clairsentient feelings that go with this message, Shaz isn't being nihilistic when he says there is no golden idol waiting for you. He does not mean there's no God or no afterlife. What he means is that people fight for their whole lives and assume there's a big win or payoff coming and there isn't. It's a fallacy. And then I'm going to keep this private because I feel it was a private message for Auntie Eden. She did share with me that Shaz gave her a very, very, very interesting comment just for her when it comes to her working with him. And all I'm going to say is that it really drives home the point that we may use these spirits of the Goetia and they be, they have this word associated with them called demon. And a lot of them can have some powers or abilities for things that we would traditionally think of using a quote unquote demon for, but they have this real positive side. They want us to utilize the time we have here because our lives are just that it's a brief spark in all of eternity. We are here for almost no time flat. It is just a flash compared to all of time. Why are you going to spend it battling with others when you could be enjoying the journey and enjoying what little tiny brief flash of a moment you have? Enrich your lives, make your lives better. That is what a major battle demon is telling you. And there's probably levels that you can think on this and take it that'll make your head spin. So take that with you. Thank you, Auntie Eden, and thank you, Shaz. And I am going to tell you right now, I mentioned a very special coffee cup earlier in the episode, and it is my sigil of Shaz. Shaz is a very, very, very amazing, amazing spirit to work with if you give him a chance. So I had his sigil put on a coffee cup, and that was the coffee cup of choice tonight. Yes, it was. So that was a really amazing channeled message. Thank you, Shaz. And thank you, Auntie Eden. And I cannot stress enough that this is a major 
spirit of the Goetia that's very well known for attack. People use him for attacking others. And he's telling you, you know what? Stop fighting each other. Don't get me involved. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to do that. It, pay attention to the journey. You're not here for very long. It's the briefest flash. Why spend it battling with each other? Think on that. See what you can take away from that. It might mean something different to every person out there. But I'm going to tell you what. She's channeled a couple other messages from Spirits of the Goetia, and I'm going to see if we can read those on this podcast. And you're going to start opening your eyes to these spirits. These are not evil beings. They do not want to damage us. They want us to learn. And only beings of the divine are going to want to help us. So they're not going to hurt you. Learn them, explore them, explore the magic attached to them. And remember that with some of these spirits of the Goetia, if you start dipping your toe in the water with this magic, you're going to read all kinds of things about the things they can do. Remember, they can always do the opposite and they can always do more than what the brief description you're going to see. In each book, you're going to read a different description of what their powers are because everyone can tap into different abilities of these spirits. Utilize them to the best of your ability to enhance your life and to be the best you possible. Because I guarantee you, just like all the angels, that's what they want for you too. They want you to get through your shadow work. They want you to be the best you possible. They want you to enjoy the journey while you're here. So... With that, I'm going to end this by saying, keep a smile on your face, keep a bounce in your step, keep practicing your magic, go out there and explore all the magic you can, and you know what? Make this journey count, because you're only here for an instant, so make it a good instant while you're here. All right, I'm going to catch you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST Radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST Radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta, 
and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. And we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.